Hi guys, welcome to a Soulful Storm podcast. This is your host, Tasha Sampa, and I have with me my youngest sister, Sayela. Hey. And we are just going to have an interesting conversation about some of the events that have been happening this week. Heads up, my sister is not a K-pop fan, which is disappointing. And I stand by that, so... Just all I need is time, but uh, <laughs> Look, there's going to be nothing, okay? Look, I I appreciate that it's there, but it's, but it's it's not everyone's cup of tea. I'm not saying I hate it because I don't want some of you people coming after me, but yeah, it's just it's just not my thing. It's just not my my genre of music. So don't be saying oh oh with time with time relax. So. I say with time because she acts like she isn't very much familiar with BTS's Boy With Love. It's one song. It's really like, loud. and it's not even me because it's like my least favourite song on their album. Relax, it's just one song. And I've it's caught... Like, it's like some people have that one dubstep song that they like. Doesn't mean that they now like the whole genre. It's, wait, is, is dubstep even a genre? No, it's not. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that like... You know, I like all dubstep songs now. It's the same way, like, you know, some people like that one. Ah, relax. Okay, stop going into my genre. Even though I've caught her twerking to home in the kitchen. But anyway. What are you saying? I don't twerk. I don't know how to Okay, do any lies. Okay, so topic number one. We're going to talk about American Sun, which stars Kerry Washington. It's on Netflix right now. And we're not going to give any spoilers away even though our dad spoilt it for me i haven't finished it spoilt it for me so i found out the ending but we're not going to do that for you guys we just wanted to talk i bet you i can predict what happens at the end okay well don't do that for the listeners i would encourage you i just finished watching it today i would encourage everyone to watch it but we're going to talk about the interracial relationship side of that because for those who don't know um the story is based it's not spoiler because it's in the trailer it's based on kerry washington um her son has has gone missing she's gone to the police to find out where he is and her son is mixed race she has a white husband so the whole film takes place in the waiting room of the police station so the film is about dialogue and it, it, it's very good. I would encourage everyone to watch it. But what were your thoughts so far? <sighs> I, I have nothing against interracial relationships. I just don't understand how... Kerry Washington in that role ended up with a man like that who just seems so so hold so on clueless. hold on sorry this may come as a spoiler so if you haven't watched it yet I'd say skip ahead for it by about 10 minutes um yeah I just feel like how could you end up with a man that's so so clueless especially to to black issues or how black people are even treated especially when you want to start involving kids into the situation it's something that both of you will need to talk about and make sure that you both have the same opinion on that aspect so I just don't see how she ended up with a man like that thinking that sending their son to a private school and putting them in you know in these certain positions hoping that it will make him better or make him invisible to the issues that black people face so yeah I just it just it just really annoyed me I I would say for one but to preferences there's there's a lot of very tone deaf things that um the husband says throughout the film and I can't tell you how many times I was like shut up Oh my gosh, shut up. He, I mean, he wasn't anywhere near as bad as the police officer. The police officer, fam, I wanted to hit him. The police officer was just stupid and ignorant. But it's like sometimes you can't even, sometimes you can't even blame 
no, 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 I can't say not even blame, but I just want to know how Kerry Washington, her character, ended up with a man like that. You'll think that as a black person, especially if you're going to be in an interracial relationship, that you would be with someone who understands your issues and the things that you have to go through on a day-to-day -day basis. Just I, common things like that. I'm going to jump. So... I'm going to jump in because, again, preferences. Um, the husband was saying things like, I'm not going to have my son walk through life as a victim. And every time, like... Um, Kerry's character I think it was a I, I want I want to say Kendra it was something beginning with K he, he calls her Kenny Kenny but it's yeah yeah I don't know I, I think know. it's Kendra he but he Kenny. but he calls her Kenny and I'm sorry if I was divorced yeah you cannot be calling me by any more nicknames anymore it is four names only or you call me miss they're separated. Blah, blah, blah. They're separated. Whatever. We are not on we are not on those levels anymore. Anywho, like we're trying to hone hone in on a point. Um anytime she'll try to say her, her fears or concerns about, you know, having a black son who is six foot two, who has cornrows, like the dad didn't want to hear it. And he just he, He's all like, Oh, he shouldn't be driving around with other black kids anyway and it's like what like oh uh, no it just frustrates it's just guys watch the film but the things are at the same time we know people personally in this situation it's the roles are flipped and it's um black men white women but we personally know people who have married white and got divorced and then found that that you know their ex-wives and stepchildren are calling their mixed race children nigger and and it's so disgusting because it makes you think did you not vet these people before you decided to have children with them obviously not like like well, my sister cases they just allowed it oh could have been but no i'd really like to believe that even as like even as Uncle Tom as you could you could be would you exactly, really Uncle Tom. Yeah, but would you really allow like someone to call your child a nigger? If you're an Uncle Tom then yeah. I would like to hope not. But like I said, we know people we actually know people who are in this situation. And I I'm I'm all here for interracial relationships, but I just strongly There just has to be an understanding. Let me finish. Ooh. I just think that, you know, you guys need to sit down and have real conversations about culture and about just about how, how especially you're going to raise your kids. Because uh, let me give you a hard and fast reality check. Sending your kids to private school, teaching them to speak the Queen's English, um... Get, making sure that they have like what was it a, a shape up every week and not cornrows will not stop racism from coming their way we've seen it with the way you know people in the media are constantly coming for obama's kids sasha and malia we see it practically every week with Meghan markle who if you passed her on the street looks like a white woman so it means nothing. She, <laughs> Meghan Markle is a member of the royal family now and the media have had no chill on her. They constantly come in to disrespect her life and that's just because we all know what it is. It's because she is a biracial woman. So there's nothing you can do that will erase your blackness. But yeah, definitely watch American Sun. Thoughts? Mm, nah, I already said what I need to say. Also, I haven't I haven't finished it anyway, so my my thoughts are very limited at this point. But yeah, I found to be honest, I found them both I found both characters quite annoying to be fair. I just don't know how the two just ended up being together and not being mutual on their opinions and how they're going to raise their child in a certain way
So let this be a lesson to some people. When when you finish watching that film, call me. You're definitely going to need to call me. Well, they don't have a number. So I wasn't talking you? about them. I'm talking about you. Oh, you're talking to me? Nah, duh. Oh. I'll probably text you anyway. Right. All right. Well, there's another issue that's completely off topic that we're going to quickly get into. And that's... In case some of you don't know, England has got a general election coming up. The fun. I can actually vote this time. Oh, yeah, because, wait, were you not able to vote in the last election? Mm -mm. There was one election, I can't remember which election it was, but I missed it by one day. Cause it was, was it the SNAP election? It was on the 8th of June, because my birthday is on the 9th of June. You're talking really quietly. Um, yeah, I missed it by one day. And then all the other elections I've just missed. Shame. Yeah, so we have a general election coming up. And I don't know, like, I don't know what's going on with the Conservative government or the Conservative MPs to be, be fair. I don't know what's been going on with the government in a while. But, um... These conservative MPs are just running their mouths and saying all manner of foolishness. Yeah, but is is that a surprise to you? No, it's... MPs, MPs chat shit. I mean, everyone knows this. No, it's Why true, it but you know what? Because we're talking about how, was it, Jacob Remog made, like, these really inappropriate and just so... What's the word I'm looking for? Really insensitive comments about um, about uh, the Grenfell Tower fire. He had said, I'm paraphrasing that you know, he would have been he would have survived um, Grenfell because he wouldn't have listened to uh, the fire brigade's instructions to stay inside the tower, and you know he wouldn't have died. And then this other Conservative MP, Andrew Bridgen, basically said that, you know, Mr. Rees-Moggs would have made a better decision than the authority figures who gave people advice to stay inside the night of the fire. And they've both gone on record, went on Twitter, apologised for their insensitive comments. Because what they're basically saying, because what was it? Andrew Bridgen said, well, he said, well, you know, we want smarter people to be in government. So I'm like, so you're dumber, so sorry, you're you're wiser than the Grenfell survivors. I'm sorry, how would you, how would you react if your home was on fire and you lived something like on the 15th floor of a building and the experts are telling you to stay inside? It's just rude. It's just, it's just absolutely rude. I don't even... Do you know what? I feel like even if you did have that opinion as a politician, I just feel like these people need to be wise in the things that they say because obviously you're trying to get you're trying to get votes, you're trying to get the people on your side, and then you just come out and chat verbal diarrhea, and then stuff like this happens where you have to go on record and apologize and all of that, and it's just stupid. Like sometimes it's actually not necessary to say all of those things especially if you're trying to get somewhere but it's still very much insensitive ecclesiastic says that there's a time and a place for everything and this is a time to keep your mouth shut like you actually didn't need to comment on this if you had so much venom and insensitivity in your heart because i would like to believe that whatever side of the coin you stand on when it comes to being labor or conservative we can all agree that what happened in Grenfell was awful, it was tragic, it should not have happened that way. And we can all agree it was a tragedy for you to open your mouth and say, I would have been smarter than all the people who have died because I'm so clever and I wouldn't have listened to the authorities. You can't be talking about people's dead relatives, you can't be doing that. It's so stupid. And then for this other man to basically be like, yeah, he's right. And wouldn't you want a smarter man in the government? It's like, Both ah! Fools. Both of them are fools. Everlasting fools. Mm. Conservative, look at your MPs. 
like look at your people honestly and you know what because I lived in West London and when Grenfell happened um there was people outside the church I went to um from from Chiswick who who were who were watching the fire happening and so from when the fire happened to the weeks after a lot of churches in the in the local area were helping out giving to survivors um not just not just the SDA church but you know other churches as well and i remember having to drive past grenfell on the way to on the way to central london and the building was black and it was still smoking and i drove past it and i got tears welled up in my eyes because tears just welled up in my eyes because i was just thinking people were inside that building like people i mean it's one thing to see on the news and it's another thing to drive past it and and this was the time you know they hadn't even cleared the bodies out and you know there wasn't even like a clear number of like people didn't you didn't know how many people had died at that point so i just can't i can't believe that people actually i can believe that politicians would say something so insensitive but that's just i feel like that's conservatives like conservatives they've always been insensitive yeah. they've always been saying stuff like that so it, it doesn't it doesn't really surprise me but you're this, this isn't new no it's not too new but you'll think during now that there's election and you have to start pandering to people they don't care about grenfell they don't they don't care theresa may didn't care they don't care conservatives Conservatives actually don't. They don't care. Well, fake. They only, they only. They only care about themselves. Well, fake like you care when you're trying to get people to vote you back in. Yeah. Can you at least? Can you at least even quote unquote pretend to care for the sake of getting your election seat? I don't think they need to. To be fair. What you think they're going to get back in? Yeah, hundred percent. Lord, I hope not. What, you say, Lord, you hope not, but look, Brexit really happened. Yeah. Brexit. Brexit really happened. Donald Trump is in power. At this point, anything can happen. Anything is possible. I think they'll definitely get back in. And even though, like, Jeremy Corbyn, I like the guy, but once again, like, MPs chat a lot. So I don't really trust him anyway. I don't trust any MPs, to be fair. I, f I think everyone's just chatting shit, really gets like that it be like that i like jeremy corbyn though but i just i just have a thing where not well not me have a thing but mps they say a lot and then as soon as they get into power the stuff that they say that they're going to do they don't do it so well with the exception of donald trump i mean he said that he was going to put a muslim ban and literally like days later that's what he did but he said he was gonna he was going to build no 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 he said he was gonna make the mexicans build the wall <laughs> where is this wall it was never gonna happen no no the thing that killed that was just even stupid to say because it was, it was never going to happen i mean you say that but he did like this whole government shutdown because he was trying to get the budget for the wall the thing that really really makes me laugh is that the fact that he really convinced the american people that he was going to make the mexicans pay for it tell me how you're going to get the people who you're trying to keep out to fund the facility that's meant to keep them out look you're asking me like i'm an american just an everlasting state of dumb Anywho, um, the last thing that we're going to talk about while my, my sister is around is <laughs> we're going to talk about um, Simon Cowell's statement. So today, Simon Cowell put out a video um, saying that he wants to create a reality TV show um that will rival k-pop 
and he said that no, 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 he said that he he's creating a TV show, and he wants to get a group that will rival K-pop, not the show itself to rival K-pop. The show itself is going to rival Little Mix's show. No, 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 no. Originally, what was meant to happen is that Simon Cow had was going to do an X Factor All Stars, which was meant to bring back um, like the winners of um, X Factor since it started, and then they all compete. But that got scrapped. So now he's just trying to find a band. But the problem is that now this new concept is rivaling the show that Lil Mix had because they're also trying to find a band as well. But the premise is that you know Simon Cow said in his video that um k-pop has taken over the world and he wants to create this band that will rival k-pop i wish this man understood just how out of touch and how haggard he sounds making this statement like like rival rival k-pop how oh and i need to also mention that he called it uk pop um UK pop music is just pop music. It is that's simply all that it is. I mean, we had One Direction, Little Mix is still in existence. You had the Spice Girls, you have Take That, you have Had. These are past tense. Take That is still in existence. Yeah. But you said we have the Spice Girls. No, that's past tense. You have One Direction. I said Had. No, you said he said One Direction, past tense. He had... I don't really think UK pop is really a thing anymore. It's it's not a thing that needs to be established. Okay, the statement that Simon Cowell specifically said is K-pop is ruling the world. This is a show to find a band to launch UK pop. It's more than a winning a record contract. It's starting a new wave of music, a new music wave. First of all, launch... It says, UK pop, no, I'm saying, that's what I'm saying, like, it's not new. The UK pop has always been there. Because it's just established as part of pop. Like, this thing about having to distinguish that, you know, this is UK, this is American, that's only ever really worked with things like Afrobeats, Latin, Latin music, and now Korean music. Grime. Yeah, but grime's not part of pop. Oh, I'm just throwing it out there. No, we're not throwing out words. We're talking about pop music. And I personally find it so comical that the, the Western music industry is working so hard to, to undermine K-pop while now trying to replicate it. And I say that because if you are a K-pop fan you know that it is damn near impossible to get to hear um, your favourite K-pop group on the radio. It is very frustrating how a lot of these radio stations, UK and in the US, will go on Twitter and use BTS's name for clout. Happy birthday, Jimin. Um, what's your favourite BTS song? What's your favourite BTS um, MV music video? They will be talking about BTS for months, like the Brit Award was. And I even tweeted out when I saw the Brits doing this. I was like, I hear BTS's name in your mouth, in your, on your tweet so much. You better be nominating them. And now this week they've scrapped all the fan voted categories, meaning that international group doesn't exist. So it will be damn near impossible for not only BTS, but any Korean group to be nominated in that award. And, but somehow international female and international male still exist. And I say that they exist probably because there's no way that they are going to deny someone like Beyonce the award. Because again, these award shows is about popularity, it's about fan bases, about ratings. And Beyonce has made it clear in the last couple of years that you're not going to get her to come to any of these award shows unless you're presenting her with the gift and honour of well, a trophy. It's really about popularity and ratings, is it? Because people like BTS, they're not going to get nominated in the right categories. So you have to question, is it really about what they say? No, no, it's still about popularity and ratings. And a lot of these um, industry heads 
even admit that a lot of people in entertainment admit that well, I've seen some people let me finish on stuff and it's like but who actually even listens I don't know anyone that listens to you that's usually something like the Grammys and that's because it's the Grammy like the Grammy board that will vote on stuff but when it comes to things like Billboard Brits um, MTV it's a popularity contest Oh, yeah, and so, TV, yeah, yeah sure. so they want to harness a fan base, so they'll invite this person to nom this person to perform. They'll get them nominated because you want you want their fan base to tune in. It's essentially why the AM American Music Awards had BTS there. It's a reason why Billboard has had them there, but and it's the reason why they're chasing after them for social media clout. But now. They're basically taking away the categories that will stop any Korean from coming over and winning an award. And then a lot of these radio stations won't even give these groups radio play. So, because they've called it things like, oh, it's just a bunch of noise and our listeners won't like it. So, you don't want K-pop, but now you want to rival K-pop. And I honestly saw the, I I saw Simon Cowell being shook when um, BTS were on the American Music Awards with Idol, and even when they performed on Britain's Got Talent um, a few months ago. They performed on Britain's Got Talent? Yes. Whoa, I haven't watched Britain's Got Talent in a long time. I haven't watched it either, but I tuned in for the episode that BTS were on, and I just said, like, I just want to... Talent? Britain's Got Talent can get big, big people like that. Britain's Got Talent's been able to get big beat people for a while now. Really? Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking about X Factor. I don't know. To be honest, I haven't watched any of them in a long time. No, X Factor's always been able to get bigger names. X Factor's had, like, Rihanna's, had Beyonce. Yeah, but, like, they've had Rihanna and Beyonce, but not when they were in at their, like, peak. No, the X Factor had Rihanna on when this was, like, the Loud album. No, but here's the thing. If it was now, X Factor couldn't get Beyonce now. And they don't, I don't think they could get Rihanna now. In all fairness, very few people can get Beyonce now. Yeah, but I don't think not a lot of people could get Rihanna now either. The thing is, though, big names have gone on X Factor. And, well, BTS went on there. BTS have always also been on Graham Norton. I just think, like, okay, so what does UK pop look like? Because they already speak English. There's no... That's a mockage because, first of all, One Direction could never compete with one with BTS. Never. They don't. Are you sure? They don't. How many people loved One Direction? I'm talking about the skill set. I'm not talking about the. I'm talking the fan base. No. And a lot. And I want to say that a lot of like. Direction. Yeah, but if you're talking about the skill set of One Direction... Oh, no, 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 no. That's a chance. Thank, a chance. thank you, Emma. This is my not sister who doesn't even chance. like K-pop. No. no. <laughs> One Direction couldn't even move on beat. <laughs> <laughs> they could not move on beat. They couldn't dance for nothing. I remember on X Factor, he had like issues with like, choreography. Like, is it really that hard? Can you stop being a child? One Direction couldn't dance for nothing. Just jumping around on stage. Used to get all of those fangirls hyped. They weren't even doing anything. And their vocal ability was not all that. Some, <laughs> no, some of them, some of them could really sing. You have to give it to them individually. Individually. Yeah, but I can give it to them. Like, like I say, individually they had vocals. I, like... can sing. I actually like some of Zayn's songs. I, I prefer them as individuals than I did yeah, as a group. It's them individually. And also, here's another thing about the Korean industry. It's more than just, it's more than just like, oh, they're a group. And like, you know, they're like really good looking and they can sing. Like, the way that Korea is set up in terms of their idol groups, these people go through months, if not years, of training. Some of them are taken when they are preteens. Like, Jungkook of BTS... Um, has like when when did he become training maybe when he was like 13 14 and that's a story for like a lot of people in the industry they train for years they they practice their dancing their singing 
if they are not already producers and writers like the way um, RM and Sugar were BTS, then they learn it. So by the time they even do their first song and they do like their first live performance, they have been perfected tell me how simon cow is going to try and beat years of a trainee system in eight weeks of an award like of a reality tv show tell me how i'll wait they're not gonna see you shrugging <laughs> I, I just again i think this is this is just like this is xenophobia app no not xenophobia sorry xenophobia no 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 wrong word wrong word this is colonize colonizer mentality at play yeah wrong word my bad of course i do i've written articles on it but it's like it's colonizer mentality at play you seriously do not want these people taking up space in the industry they don't like ethnics winning that's it they can't stand that well, well, what is it? They can't stand that. Um, what's the what's the white what's the the white what's the right word to use? I don't know what word you're trying to say. I'm trying to think. I just feel like yeah, they just they just can't stand to see ethnics winning. Basically, people who don't speak English, they can't stand, especially Simon Cowell. Can't stand to see it. No, I 100% agree. Because do you know what it's done to the music industry to have, like, first of all, the biggest boy band in the world are a bunch of Koreans. I'm pretty sure a country that a lot of people in the Western world have not been paying attention but to. That's your issue. Just let them win. And like I said before, like, it's bigger than that, though, because at the same time, they're not even using the traditional mode of of coming up in the industry. BTS have been able to go on a worldwide a worldwide um stadium tour with practically no radio play. That does not happen. Well, it's like I said before that like UK pop had its time. So when One Direction were about remember the vamps, the wanted, they had their time and that's where, you know, a lot of them were really big. And now they Don't forget were... JLS. Yeah, yeah, whatever them. Um, they all had their time. And now that time has shifted and now we're in a time where K-pop is now the music genre to be listening to. What a lot of people are listening to. And so... And it's, I, I don't think that K-pop will be a thing where it will, like, last forever like R&B. I think it will also have its time as well. I don't think so. No, you see, so. this is this is where you're completely wrong because first of all, K-pop. As in where it's where it's like the biggest thing right now. I you see, but that's the thing. I think because you think because I like it and because I talk about it a lot, it's the biggest thing. It's still not the biggest thing. There's still a lot of people. No, but I still know like a lot of teenage girls listen to it. Like, how is it that let's just say I'll be in the boring when I'm in Birmingham and then I'll hear I'll be hearing a K-pop song. That's why I know that something is really popular. I think, because of you. I think we're going to have to agree. And plus, I had, remember, I had friends that liked K-pop before you did. So I, I always knew that K-pop was a thing. No, but even before I got into it, I knew K-pop was a thing. But, like, music shifts. So I just feel like K-pop is having its time right now. And then maybe within, like, the next 10 years, there's going to be something else to rival that. So I feel like it's just allowing things to evolve and have its time. Okay, like... Simon Cowell, he's just he's just being salty. I I think we're gonna have to agree to disagree because I I at least say it's not going anywhere for some time. Because no, I'm not saying it's going somewhere. I just feel like it has its time. Like things evolve, things move on. We acquire new interests, new things pop up. So what I will say is that, and the reason why I say it's colonizer mentality is because if you want to rival it, at least get some originality. Like, you couldn't even think to call it a different name. You called it UK pop as if that makes a single piece of sense. Oh, what Simon Cowell's saying, he just wants to make another white boy, boy band. That's it. 
then you could have just said that. But what it de- what he's definitely just wants to have some Muzungus to rival them. That's about it. One Direction two point Well, One Direction two point was basically the wanted. Yeah, and they weren't under Simon Cowell though. Yeah, but they were the same. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> ooh. I, oops, ooh. and I, oops, and I, oops. <laughs> in, in all fairness, they did. But anyway, I just. It it just sounds it sounds so tone deaf, it sounds so dumb, it sounds so imperialistic. It sounds like I cannot believe that these Korean boys have taken over the world and then behind them you've got the likes of Blackpink and who were like the first Korean group to like be invited to Coachella. Following behind them you've got Monster X, you've got Did One Direction go to Coachella? I don't know. You've got Monster X, you've got Got Seven, you've got Day Six. Because here's the thing, like, I'm trying to think of the number of K-pop artists that came to the UK alone. Oh, I left out NCT 127 and they just performed at the the European MTV Awards, like, just this week? Was it this week or last week? Oh, and then you've got Super M, who are, like, backed by SM, which is a record company in... Yeah, I don't know yeah, they're the biggest record com one of the biggest record companies in South Korea, but they're also backed by Capital as well. Mad. So the thing is though, mad, 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 mad. I really believe that if it was just a one-time thing with BTS, then they'll just be able to say, "Oh, this is a phase," and you know, it's going to quickly die out. Like BTS are going to go away. But there's so many groups that are coming behind them. There's clearly an interest in Korean music, and I think that's what has the industry shook. But you cannot have a situation where you want to undermine the music of these people. You want to relegate them to certain sections of award shows. Like, you want to create a Korean section regardless of whether they're singing in English or Korean. Or you want to completely scrap them from award shows so that, you know, they can't compete even when their music videos have done better than the likes of Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande. You can't do that and then have the nerve to say, but we want to make a group that's going to rival them because they're taking over the world. (laughs) And we don't like it. When has racism ever been new? It's never been new. It it just changes faces. Don't don't be surprised by it. You know what I think, though? And that's the story of Balamori. I think what's happening is that these attitudes towards Koreans are really shocking white people. I think us as black people or any other ethnic group, whether you are East Asian, Southeast Asian, Southeast Asian, whatever, we see these things and we've had to live this life. So we know, we know the enemy we're fighting, but for, I, for a lot of white people who've probably never had to deal with racism a day in their life or maybe at best through their friends or through their significant others the treatment that bts and the rest of these groups are facing is so shocking for them they're like what people really act like this yes hell yes they do welcome to the life that we've been living and i'm pretty this mental the mentality that um ethnic minorities have to live through like you've got to be twice as hard to get half of what they have is a real thing yeah but it's a very real thing because i i'd say that bts and one direction are on the same level of um popularity but when you look at like the skill set of one direction and bts you can't compare it but like you said that's the story of balamori So guys, Zyla's had to go, but in continuing with the rest of the podcast, um, we really need to talk about this TI um, situation that has been happening uh, throughout the course of the week. So in case you don't know, um, the rapper TI has got himself in a bit of a social media scandal because he revealed on a podcast, um, the podcast is called Ladies Like Us, and they have been asking him about sex education with um, his children. And he said they've had the conversation. And then he proceeded to say that um, he goes on an 
annual checkup with his daughter Deja every year to check if her hymen is still intact. Basically, like a virginity test to ensure that she's still a virgin. And he said, to, he says to the doctor, and this is his quote, I just want you, well, I want you to know that there are other ways besides sex that hymen can be broken, like bike riding, athletics, horseback riding, and just other forms of athletic physical activity. That's what the doctor said to him. And he said, look, doc, she don't ride no horses. She don't ride no bike. She don't play no sports. Check the hymen, please, and give me back the results expeditiously. Um, and a lot of people have had things to say about that online. I don't have a daughter, one, I don't have any children at the moment, praise God, and I do not know this man, I don't know his daughter, I don't know the conversations that they have in their household, to me personally though, this feels quite gross, I really feel like it would be different if he had said that his wife goes with her to check i just feel that there's something so so distasteful about a dad going to do it and people can feel free to disagree with me i just i wish that maybe they had the kind of relationship where he could just ask her and then she say but then maybe we could say well what teenager would really be honest with her dad about if she's having sex but I think what makes it worse is that T.I. has said that you know he wouldn't feel the same way about his sons mate I can understand as a parent you not wanting your child or teenager to be sexually active I don't think any parent does but then you know uh, you can only pray that you've raised your child up well and hope for the best because you can't really ever stop them from doing the things that they want to do. And I don't have that much to say about the issue. One, because I, I don't feel qualified because I'm not a parent. But I just think that there's, there's, a, there's a huge amount of hypocrisy in you not wanting your daughter to be sexually active but you have no issue if it was your sons so if your sons are teenagers who are they going to have sex with if it's not teenage girls so you want them to be with grown women because that could class a statutory rape i just don't understand this notion that um adult men have about having an issue with teenage girls having sex especially if they're their teenage daughters but they have no issue with their teenage sons it doesn't make sense and what again i don't understand is why did ti volunteer this information we didn't need to know this this could have been kept within the confines of your household because there's a lot of people that do a lot of stuff that maybe the rest of us would deem questionable but you just keep it to yourself. I do not know why he felt the need to share this with us. But okay, T.I. Um, getting back into um, the K-pop side of things. Um, some of you may know, some of you are not. Our Mark Ney of BTS, which is the youngest John Cook. He got into a car accident last week and big hit to have admitted that it was, you know, his fault. He was the one in the wrong. He and the driver of the taxi he hit he into um, had minor injuries, but they have been seen to. He's taken full responsibility. And that's all we can say about that issue. Hopefully he'll be a lot more careful in the future because we just don't need any scandals coming bts's way in the words of beyonce they are many patiently waiting for their demise but their success can't be quantified um sorry 
just really like that quote. Um, but yeah, hopefully he'll be more careful in the future. Found it really funny that a lot of armies were online like, ooh, he got a Mercedes. The, ah, guys, and so th- these are the same guys where John Cook, um, Hobie, Yungi, and Jin uh, have bought houses that are, no, sorry, apartments that are valued over $1 million. I believe their houses have been between like either 1.5 or even 4 million. And they have paid for those outright, no mortgage involved. In my head, I see them walking in with suits and a briefcase with just wads of notes inside and then just like throwing them at a real estate agent. But yeah, so if that's someone who can buy an ap- apartment outright, I, you should, no one should be surprised that, you know, he can afford the Mercedes-Benz. I would not, I would have actually expected him to have a more pristine car than that, like a Lamborghini or a Porsche or whatever. But, you know, it might not be practical um, in the streets of Seoul or Gangnam. All right, Gangnam is in Seoul. Tasha, stop talking. <laughs> um... The next thing we're going to talk about quickly is, I don't even think we can talk about this quickly, because we all know that the month of October leading into November has been a real crap show for for the K-pop world, especially with everything that is going on with Monster X. Now... I had spoken last week about the fact that Won Ho has left Monster X and there is still so much turmoil around that. I believe that Monster X fans are still creating hashtags on Twitter, raising awareness. I think they even had an event. They are desperately trying to get him reinstated back into the group. And then I think same day... It came out that their leader, Shonu, was having an alleged affair with a married woman, even though um, Starship Entertainment released a statement saying that, you know, he did know this woman. They were in contact, but he didn't know that she was married because she didn't say anything. And it's not until, you know, her husband turned up at Starship that, you know, these things came out. Well, this week, at the beginning of this week, um, apparently, like, news of Shonu were, were released and Starship have said they're going to take legal actions. They've said that the pictures have been doctored and there was three pictures that are allegedly out. One of them is of him on a bed in his boxes and another one is him just completely undressed. I have not seen these pictures. I certainly would not want to. But yeah, they're saying that they're taking strong legal action over this. Aside from the fact that Monster X just seemingly cannot catch a break during this comeback, I really think that people who leak nudes are so tacky. I hate it when people do that. Regardless of whether they were sent to you by the person, so they had entrusted you enough, with those pictures or whether you hack into the cloud and somehow get access to these pictures I don't know I don't know I don't care how you get hold of them I just think it's such a horrible thing to do it's such a breach of trust it's just it's horrible like what what do you get out of humiliating this person in this way I I'm assuming you must get for the I don't know how it works in South Korea. I'm assuming that if you, like, send them to a publication, whatever, you'll get money. But it's just a horrible thing to do. And do you not think that that bad karma, that bad energy that you put out will not come back to you? You have got to be a soulless human being to do that to someone. But in a place like South Korea where, you know, reputation is everything. And like we've seen with Wonho, you can get dropped from your label you can lose your entire career 
over stuff from your past cropping out or just even allegations that may not have been proven yet we've seen it with we've seen one of her get dropped for allegedly not giving back a certain amount of money and you know being in juvie before debut we saw um what's his name from icon uh i've forgotten his name but from the, one of the members of icon left the group because he had considered buying drugs but didn't actually do it we've seen people like kiana and don get dropped from being in a relationship it's so easy to lose your career in south korea and for someone to just you know put out these pictures just for malice is just ugh, it's gross and you know i i wish all the karma in the world upon you because you're an awful awful person for doing that especially if you have doctored these pictures like you know they're not they're not even real ugh, just gross and speaking of hyanna and don um they have both had their comebacks on the 5th of november they released their songs at the same time um hyanna with flower shower and dawn with dawn with um money and better background to hyanna and dawn they were both at cube entertainment um i would say that cube my personal opinion and probably the opinion of others was running off the strength of Yana's career like you know the same way that big hit runs off the strength of bts's Yana was had cube on her shoulders and she's been in the industry for oh god knows how many years but last year they were both dropped from cube because it came out that they had been in a relationship they had been in a relationship for two years before the news even came out as a lot of you know some contracts some companies in south korean music company they don't allow um their artists to date because south korea has this thing um they have built this facade you would say that artists and their fans are in a relationship there there's this 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 mindset that is cultivated that the fans are in a relationship with the idols and they are the biggest priority so dating is not a thing um so hyanna and edon edon was dropped from his group hyanna was kicked out of the company well, no, i won't say kicked but their contracts were terminated and they did the smartest thing possible and then they made the rela- their relationship their brand and they got a lot of support from fans especially internationally and they were both signed to p nation which is sai's company sai remember gangnam style um but sai is a massive deal in south korea it's so much bigger than Gangnam style. He had a very prominent career before that song and he continues to prosper afterwards. Like South Koreans adore him and he's extremely respected in the music industry. So he signed both of them. He also signed Jessie. Um Jessie's an artist. She's a rapper. She can also sing. She's got songs like um Down Gucci. I don't mind Jessie. Uh, she also released a song this week with Jay Park called Drip. Not gonna lie, don't like it at all. Don't, don't like it at all. I'm not gonna go into all the things that everyone was saying about the song this week and if whether Jesse was trying to, you know, appropriate black culture. I think you also have, I think people need to give room for nuance, especially in the fact that Jesse um, is a Korean American. She grew up in New Jersey. She's very much been surrounded by hip-hop culture. Um, personally, don't think that she was trying to appropriate anything. Um, I just didn't think the song was good. Didn't like it. Uh, didn't, Jay Park's verse was slightly better than what she had going on. And as much as I have my feelings about Jay Park and the way he's been moving this year, personally... 
all the ways he's put his foot in his mouth. And if you want to know my opinions, you can find it on the soulful storm at wordpress.com. But I would never take away the fact that he is a very good artist. And usually when he jumps on track or works on track, he makes it very good. But this song didn't hit. But I digress. Back to Hyanna and Don. Um, and Edon. Oh my goodness. I really like Hyanna's Flower Shower. I think the song is good. It's definitely been added to my own oh my k-pop playlist on spotify i think the mv is just gorgeous my my favorite scene is where she's wearing the long yellow dress i i can't sing the mv's praises enough it looks really really good and as for dawn song money i think i'm gonna have to listen to it a few more times for me to get into it because as of now, I'm not feeling it, but I am very happy that it's out. But the thing that makes me more happy is me watching the promotion that they're doing. So I've seen clips of them on Knowing Brothers. I want to watch the full episode. But I've seen a lot of clips of them on Twitter promoting um, their, their new albums, their new singles together. And they're being asked questions as a couple like what's it like being in a relationship with each other like you know what is it that you respect about each other and in the western world like this is not a big thing for us this is not anything for us um to see as international fans but i need people to understand that this is such a huge deal in South Korea two artists being able to sit next to each other and say that yeah we're in a relationship and this is what I like about this person that's what I love about this person this is what I respect about this person it sounds so simple but like I've given you the background there have been artists who have lost their careers behind getting in a relationship um, I can't remember his name from Super Junior, I beg of you to forgive me, but one of the members of Super Junior got, basically, his con like, kicked out because he got married, and it came out this week that, you know, he's going to be releasing a solo project, but it shouldn't be like that, it shouldn't be a problem for you to find love, get married and have kids it is a thing that we as human beings do I think it is our right to love and the fact that people have had to basically give up their careers or hide their relationships is it, it's it's so unfair and I really dislike the the, the this thinking that you know artists belong to their fans no they don't they don't belong to us they owe us nothing except an album and then if they have announced a tour they then we are to expect their attendance at at the tour that's it we are entitled to nothing but music and tour dates as fans that is it we are not entitled to their personal lives we don't need to know about whether they're in relationships or not we don't need to know about their kids we don't need to know about their family members because i've seen way too many fans feel like they can insert themselves into the conversation when it comes to you know um korean artists their their family members some of you people have literally run like what is it, um, Yoongi from BTS and Jungkook's brother off Instagram, I don't even want to get into the nonsense that some people did behind um, J-Hope's sister and her friend, same has been done with, you know, Mark from GOT7 and his dad, like, you know nothing about these people's families, you have no right to interfere and say things. And we certainly don't have a right to 
be making commentary about whether they can get into a relationship. It's gross. But the tide is is hopefully changing and we can see it with Yana and Eden. And I, I pray that it continues. I pray that, you know, they will be the turning of the tide. And I believe they have been because earlier the, this year when, what was it? Um, it was confirmed that Kai from EXO and Jenny from Blackpink were dating. I saw nothing but support. No backlash. Nothing but support. Um, when the leader of TWICE um, came, um, when it was announced that she was dating Daniel, what's his name? Dear Lord, what's his name? No, her name is Jiho, but God, what's her boyfriend's name? Hold on, I'm quickly going to Google. Oh, wait, um, Daniel Kang, that's it. When it came out that they were dating again, nothing but support. And I pray that that continues. Because at the end of the day, it is none of our business. But again, power, success and love and prosperity for Hyanna and Edon. And clearly good things are happening at P Nation. Maybe Monster X, the whole group can take their contracts to P Nation and flourish over there. I can definitely see Sai taking on the, 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 the artists that the industry creates problems with. So there. Speaking of comebacks, my gosh, I have to talk about God Seven's one. They've released their mini album, Calling My Name, and they've released um, the MV for that same title song as well. And the MV is so aesthetically pleasing, which, I, which I've come to expect from God Seven. But I really want to talk about how the style team of God Seven need to be given a raise. They need to be given a raise because they looked so good in the MV. There's a part where they are wearing suits that look like they're made of leather. I don't know what the material is, uh, but um, total thigh appreciation coming from those outfits. And the, yeah, the video is just sensational. The song is good. I... For me, it's an absolute 10 out of 10 in the MV. Got to say, Yungium is coming for me. I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on with the 97 line of GOT7. We all know that Jin Young is my bias, but um, Bam Bam and Yungium keep coming for me. I really don't appreciate it <laughs> at the same time I do. And that hip sway that they do in the chorus could possibly be the most iconic thing of 2019. Yeah, I said it with my chest. But the album itself, I enjoy it. I My favourite tracks would be um, Call My Name and Thursday. Those are my favourite songs on there. there are, mini album only has six songs on it, but those two are my supremes. I really do not think that GOT7 have stepped a foot when it comes to music this year from um was did just two just us two come out this year i think it yeah it did um the subunit with jb and yungim to um spinning top oh that album that album really is what made me say okay i'm a got seven I'm a GOT7 fan. I have to see them in concert. Um, to the solo stuff that Jackson has been doing this year. That as a group, as a collective, all seven members have not stepped a foot out of place. And we we love to see it. I just really, really hope that they get more shine internationally. I hope that they get more love. Um, domestically in South Korea because for some crazy reason GOT7 are not popping like that in South Korea 
And at the same time, maybe it shouldn't be all that surprising because it's a it's taken other groups like BTS how long to pop before before they really got the love that they needed from their own people and again it's the same with Monster X people stand for them internationally but they're not that popping in South Korea but yeah got seven doing amazing things um, if I would take away any recommendate music recommendations this week, I would say that on a non-K-pop side, the song I'm really obsessed with is Mahalia's song with LMA, What You Did. I, I just think it's amazing. On the K-pop side of things, um, BTS um, featuring Love, Make It Right, the acoustic version, came out today. I think it's beautiful. I had been a little over all the different versions of this song that they have been releasing. I thought the the remix of Love was cool. It was just cool. I don't really think, me personally, didn't think that he added anything to the song. It was already great, produced by Ed Sheeran, A1. I didn't think he added anything to it, but I understand that, you know, working with international artists means that your name is out there more, puts you on the charts, opens you up to a new audience. Cool, cool, cool. Then I think they had an EDM remix that I didn't bother to listen to because EDM and I are not normally friends. But this acoustic remix, yes, I enjoy it. And I don't know, something's happened to me this week, but I feel that I'm going to end up being a Mamamoo stan. And I'll talk more about them later. But that wraps us up for this week. I really want to thank my youngest sister Sayla for coming on the way that we talk is so different because we're sisters obviously we're a lot more like eh, cutthroat with each other but love her to death and I really appreciate her coming on um you can find me on socials Tasha Sampa on Instagram or Little Miss Taz one of the two you can put them in or Sampa Tasha on Twitter follow a soulful storm please follow share subscribe to this and also do the same with a soulful storm.wordpress.com really really appreciate you guys and yeah we'll talk next time